0: Hi, out there. I'm Pat Pauly, and I want to welcome you to my show, Art Beat Northwest. Each week, we interview someone from the visual arts or the performing arts, and this week, Preston Singletary, glass sculptor, is here. And good news is, Preston has just been selected for the 2018 Governor's Award for the uh, Individual Artist Award. And uh, it's been announced, but it's actually going to be awarded uh, at a gala dinner on November 27th in Bremerton. So congratulations, Preston. Thank, thank you. That is wonderful. But uh, Preston is a glass sculpture artist who, through his skill, discipline, and craftsmanship, has seamlessly united glass sculpture with his Klinget heritage. The resulting innovative and beautiful works have contributed really to the national and international indigenous art scene. The cultural stories Preston has integrated into his artwork and shared through exhibitions and shows, uh, demonstrations, donations of art, and teaching have inspired other indigenous artists to tell their own cultural stories through art. And, of course, uh, recognition for his art has included a National Artist Fellowship Award from the Native Arts and Culture Foundation, Seattle Mayor's Art Award, an honorary doctorate degree from the University of Puget Sound, um, uh, as well as many other awards. His stunning show, Raven and the Box of Daylight, opened October 3rd at the Museum of Glass in Tacoma, and will run to September of 2019. Welcome to the show, Preston.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And also you were telling me that once this show is over in 2019, it's already been contracted to show in several other outstanding museums throughout the U.S.
1: Correct. It's going to be uh, traveling to Wichita, the Wichita Art Museum, um, directly after the Museum of Glass, and then it's going to, traveled to the Smithsonian, the National Museum of the American Indian. So that's um, quite an honor, quite uh, exciting.
0: Very impressive. We're so happy to have Preston Singletary here. Uh, But we'll be back shortly, and we're going to be talking about his exhibit and his uh, career in glass sculpture on Artbeat Northwest. Stay tuned on Alternative Talk 1150. Is art making too messy for your house? Then head on over to the Kirkland Art Center and take a class with a professional art teacher. At Kirkland Art Center, you or your child can experiment or refine artistic skills that can last a lifetime. In our art studios and classes, you can paint, cut, build, draw, print, glue, and splatter to your heart's content. We're located in the heart of Kirkland on Market Street in the historic Peter Kirk Building. Learn more about the classes we offer and register online at kirklandartcenter.org. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Raven. Raven was walking along the beach.
0: has been gone a long time. Welcome back to Art V Northwest. Preston Singletary, and by the way, that was Preston's band, right? Yes. Uh, he's multi-talented. He not only does glass, he does music also. Uh, and we'll be hearing a little more of that as we go in and out on this mm-hmm. program. Fantastic. Uh, and, of course, he's winner of the 2018 Governor's Award and has a wonderful new show at the Museum of Glass and uh, let's talk first of all about your wonderful new show at the Museum of Glass, which uh, uh, just opened a couple of weeks ago.:
1: Yes, yes. Um, so this show was inspired by um, you know, a connection that I had made with uh, a clinkett elder, uh, Walter Porter, um, And we were going to be working on this show. Um, you know, he, Walter considered himself a mythologist. He used to draw uh, parallels to other modes of you know, theology and philo- you know mythology philosophies and he would sort of unlock the symbols the symbolism behind the story and he um, he put he passed away uh, almost four years ago and it was right at the time we were we were gonna start working on this show together and so I enlisted the help of Dr. Miranda Bellardi Lewis, who um, is currently teaching at the University of Washington, but so she helped me curate this show, and we brought together um, different stories of Raven. There's many, many different versions of the of the story. Raven in the Box of Daylight, in a kind of in a nutshell, is is how uh, Raven brought the uh, put the sun in the sky. Um, and there's a long sort of story uh, adventure. If you follow through the thread of the exhibition, you'll get the whole story. Um, but uh, so I, I illustrated the story with my glass sculpture in various uh, ways, trying to create sort of a theatrical installation. And then I enhanced it with um, video to kind of uh, bring or evoke the the spirit of the landscape of Alaska and... Um, and then, as well as sound, music, uh, clinket language, and compositions that I created on bass and guitar.
0: So, in its entirety, this exhibit is so wonderful, <laughs> and you know, um, the glass really showcases uh, your Indian uh symbols so well uh the way the way everything is lit, and why don't you talk about some of the items in the exhibit because they're so special,
1: yeah, so Raven, in the beginning of time, was actually a white bird, um and that is not always uh evident in the versions of the story that you might have heard, but he starts off as a white bird, and he's that uh, which symbolizes a supernatural uh being um and so, as you walk through you you know you encounter this white raven um in the darkness and then you enter into the main um gallery and he goes to the 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 nas river where he meets the fishermen of the night so you'll see like a glass river and a glass canoe with and these, it's a
0: huge glass canoe with beautifully sculpted oars
1: yes you know the gorgeous they, fish
0: yeah. all done in glass and lighted in yeah. and- Spectacular.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. They, uh, and so, so that was you know kind of iterating that that first encounter where Raven asks you know where's the daylight and then he's told um, that this old man at the head of the Nas River um, is keeping it in his clan house. So he goes to the old man, asks if he can come into this clan house. Uh, he's not allowed into the clan house, but um, so now he...
0: let's stop at the clan house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Isn't that your it's it's this. Why don't you describe what it looks like? It's a huge yeah. sculpted.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a large wall piece that kind of resembles a house front or an interior uh, screen, that uh, sort of a heraldic screen that would represent the uh, the people that lived in the clan house, and so it's uh, uh, multi panels of glass, and this mural is distributed across the glass panels, and then you have these two large um house posts which you know were merely decorative they just sort of uh, adorned the interior of the clan house and would cover up the support beams of the of the large longhouse. um and so raven basically uh learns that this old man has a daughter and that she goes out to drink from the stream every morning and so she, she he transforms himself into a speck of dirt and floats into the cup. She swallows this, um, well, actually, he uh, is discovered as this piece of dirt, so it's cast out. So he reformulates his plan, uh, transforms himself this time into a hemlock needle. And so I have this mobile of, of um, you know, raven parts hanging like the feet and the wings and everything. in um, this mobile with these bronze branches, and that's supposed to illustrate, you know, raven deconstructing, Himself into this little hemlock needle. This time he floats down this stream, and the daughter picks picks it up, and she swallows the water with the hemlock needle, and then Raven is inside of her, and then she the becomes old story
0: pregnant. of the virgin birth, right? Exactly, immaculate <laughs> conception.
1: So yeah, so on and on. You know, he he uh, uh, she gives birth to Raven in the form of a human child, and that's how he infiltrates the clan house. And when he finds himself amongst all these treasures of, the, of this old man, he finally spies these boxes. And one by one, um, you know, he opens them up. First one is the stars. He releases them into the sky. Second one is the moon. Then he places that in the, in the heavens. And then, then he breaks daylight on the world. He takes the sun. He flies through the smoke hole. And then the light is um, uh, introduced to the world.
0: And all of this is done in beautifully carved, uh, blown, uh, cold worked, absolutely intricate, beautiful, beautifully designed glass sculpture and uh, beautifully lighted. Uh, And there's nothing like glass to, you know, it just comes alive.
1: Yeah, the glass has a really, you know, uh, unique property. Um, And when the light hits the piece just so, it, it, you know, offers this translucent glow. And that's what really attracts me to the material is, uh, you know, it's my first medium. Um, You know, I started when I was 19 in a glass factory and started going to the Pilchuck Glass School in about 1984. Um, And there I learned how... uh, artists work with glass. I was, you know, came from a production background and I started to go to Pilchuck. Um, and I was exposed to an international group of artists traveling from all around the world to attend Pilchuck. And so I was just dabbling and and kind of, I about 1988, I wanted to connect my heritage to the process that I was using with the glass to see if I could develop my own uh, sort of unique uh you know a more personal um style.
0: So in the beginning uh you were just doing contemporary glass
1: right? Yeah I was working with a lot of people uh you know in the Seattle area and I worked with uh, an Italian master glass blower, Lino Talia Pietra Benjamin Moore who I worked for for 20 years um And we would work for lots of different artists. We were working with um, helping them execute their pieces. And then my early work was more reflective of, you know, these decorative vases and bowls and things like that, that uh, learning how to control the material. Um, And then by 88, only, you know, a few years later, six, seven years later, I started to uh, try to etch the designs onto the glass. And that's how I... uh, developed that technique. It wasn't anything that I invented. I just adapted something that, you know, people uh, do with the sandblasting process. And then I I adapted it to my own style, my own designs.
0: So you started so early with glass and you learned all the techniques and became a master. And then you transformed it Mm -hmm. into a message from your ancestors how wonderful
1: yeah
0: uh, and I told I told Preston you know he started so young and he's had so many years of experience and he's such an expert and he's still young <laughs> so he has many years <laughs> ahead of him <laughs> so what how did you start out with uh, changing the glass to your Indian symbols what was your first work how did well, you you
1: yeah, know the the first earliest pieces I did were, you know, based on these bowl forms, which if you turn them upside down, they're more like a hat, which was made typically out of cedar bark or spruce root. And then the designs were painted on there. So I figured out how to, you know, apply this stencil material to the surface of the glass and draw on it. uh, And then cut out with an exacto blade, you know, the exact uh, design. And then I would frost or carve into the thickness of the glass um, and over the years, I've just, you know, be, since I've been doing it for so long, uh, as my skills evolved, I, I do more and more complex things and um, trial and error. And uh, so now I have pretty wide vocabulary of, of ways of working, with different colors and different, you know, carving techniques to uh, illustrate the, uh, the traditional design. So, you know, I tried to, in the beginning, I tried to make it look very like traditional but it was in a new material. And then today I also go more abstract. I kind of play with more gestural and figurative forms to kind of, uh, um, I don't know, slightly inspired by the modernist um, movement, you know, the the artists of the, uh, you know, thirties and forties and, you know, the modernism into primitivism um, and, uh, and using that as an inspiration you know, No Gucci and Jackson Pollock, and you know the surrealists even, and and playing with um, that kind of an influence or an inspiration, and um, so play more abstractly.
0: So, how about the tribal elders? Are, do they have a problem with you uh, sort of doing a little alteration in the tri- tribal symbols?
1: Well, that's a good question because there's a, a lot of issues of intellectual property surrounding the Alaskan art. Um, a lot of this work, you know, has ties back to specific families and stories are owned by certain families. And um, there is a little bit of, uh, you know, fine line to walk there. Um, but really, I've only received a lot of support for what I'm doing because I'm navigating really? into new material. And with with this new material, I'm navigating into new territory, and I actually feel very embraced by the community because I was able to get a uh, uh, a significant wall screen similar to the one that you've seen, and the house posts into a cultural arts center up in Juneau, Alaska. It was a new building that was uh, opened up about four years ago, and so that to me, some you know, signified that they were supportive of you know um, what I was doing. They would welcome it into this um, very special um, place. And
0: And, and is this place for for the Tlingit people?
1: Yeah, it's a cultural arts center. It's uh, a division of Sea Alaska, Sea Alaska Heritage. They've been entrusted with preserving the language and advocating for the arts. Um, And so they've been a big component of, like, you know, helping with education. Um, they have a study uh, collection there that you can look at work, and so um, yeah. So we were uh, just up there a few years ago and celebrating the opening opening of this uh, uh, this cultural arts center.
0: That's great. So they've embraced your work, and that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it's already time for a break. We've been talking with Preston Singletary, glass sculptor influenced by his native Clinket. Ancestry on Artbeat Northwest. We'll be right back with more.
1: From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through March 24th, see Dylan Neuwirth, Omnia, New Earth is a contemporary artist working with light, space, and interactive technologies. The exhibition traces a metaphorical life cycle from the cosmic to the personal, including work in video, performance, sculpture, and neon. The museum's fifth biennial, BAM Biennial 2018, BAM Glass-Tastic, will be on view from November 9th through April 14th. This juried exhibition showcases the best work in glass from 48 established and emerging Northwest artists, craftspeople and designers. For more information visit BellevueArts.org
0: No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150 Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Preston Singletary winner of the 2018 Governor's Award and with a wonderful new show at the Museum of Glass in Tacoma is here to talk with us. And we've been talking about how um he has managed to evolve uh, his art, uh, his native art, you know, to make it. Do you think it uh, approaches uh, contemporary fine art? You know, to me, it's better than a lot of contemporary fine art,
1: but, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, the modern art movement has always excluded uh, native art. You know, it's sort of thought of as a, you know, um, old and traditional, archaic, you know, kind of style, and it's really a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, I always refer to it as the cultural corral. You know, you're supposed to, you know, operate within this corral, and anything that you do. Yeah, well, that's not traditional. Well, of course, it's not traditional. But the, you know, I, I guess the more, the longer that I work, you know, and do what I do, the more it becomes a tradition. Um, and I always contend that glass has a defining historical connection to Native culture, which came through trade beads. Trade beads were, you know, quickly adopted and you know used for adornment and clothing and uh, and what have you. And so this is kind of, you know, fast forward till today. You know, mm-hmm. now we're taking it and using this technology and making um, artwork. Um, And I think it's a really good time right now for contemporary native art. I think honestly, there's uh, a lot of uh, awareness or, you know, more and more awareness is building around it. And I think uh, you see more and more people coming up and wanting to dabble in new materials. And I think, uh, you know, as one of my elders pointed out, you know, a lot of the materials that we use um, for the the cultural arts, you know, such as um, carving totem poles and dugout canoes and what have you. I mean, the old gra- growth timber is, is uh, becoming increasingly rare. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you will see new materials being adopted, you know, for the community to keep the cultural symbols alive.
0: So... And also, uh, if you saw the show Double Exposure at at the Seattle Art Museum, I think uh, the Native cultures, they don't want to be just stuck in the past. The message I got from that exhibit is, we're still here, you right, know, right. and we're creating things. and yeah. And certainly, you're a prime example of that, you know, and so you're sort of evolving the symbols too and the materials.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, the golden age of Northwest Coast art in Alaska really thrived when, you know, had access to steel tools. Um, And then there was a, a huge production that was made during that time. And then a lot of it was taken away and, you know, sold to museums. And, you know, as they were trying to Uh, force the people to adopt Western ways of life and not, uh, you know, not do the cultural arts and the ceremonies and what have you. Um, And so it's, you know, it's the same thing with, you know, using a motorized boat or, you know, using a uh, a chainsaw to to rough out, not just to carve, you know, the fine details, but just to rough out the totem poles, you know. All of these things are uh, embraced and Culture, you know, should be allowed to evolve,
0: and that's what keeps everything current. And now, do do you think that you've kind of headed a rebirth of art, Native art, uh, in the U.S.?
1: I I really don't well, know. Well, I've I, heard that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not for me to to decide, honestly. Uh, you know, the thing is that um, I'm, you know, part of a long line. You know, it's, it's a matrilineal society um, and there are people that did it before me there are people that will do it after me I just happen to be doing it right now and uh, you know if I I guess in the end I've, I've started to think about it in terms of if if I'm successful with my work then I'll inspire the next generation to do something uh, maybe they'll do something in glass maybe it'll be concrete maybe it'll be steel who knows it I mean it'll just Hopefully, it'll it'll continue to evolve, and I, you know, I'm doing my best to show an example of what can be done with this material.
0: So, uh, what direction do you see your art going in the future? Do you have plans for your next exhibit? <laughs> You're well, so productive. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I have to be. Um, there, there's a lot of. Uh, I have a studio. Uh, I maintain, and I have employees that help me uh, finish everything that I do. Um, and so a lot of credit goes to them that they believe in what I'm doing and they help me and, uh, you know, they're employees of mine, but, uh, they really enjoy what they do and they have a little bit of freedom, you know, compared to a regular job, um, to, they're all also creative in their own right. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I'm constantly working, you know, I'm, I'm always, uh, I have to, to you know, to keep the uh, the income flowing and to to pay the the crew. Um, but in the same sense, it's it's, you know, it, every day is an adventure, you know, going into work. I can, you know i'm I'm blessed because I can do what I feel like doing. I can make art. I can work. I work collaboratively with other artists on and occasion. That's,
0: and that's really good too, because being alone as an artist is not good. I think working with a team like you do. You know, doesn't that help keep you productive?
1: It does. You know, especially glassblowing is a very team effort. You know, it, it, it's it's a lot of, uh, you know, people coming together and working on this piece. And I feel that collective energy really goes into the piece. And, you know, working with other artists also helps me um, think about my work in different ways, Um and I also analyze how other indigenous people uh interpret their culture for today's uh market, if you will, because um you know in the old days we were commissioned by um the elders and what have you and and today uh that system has changed you know the 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 clan leaders uh, are not financially empowered to um finance the production of artwork. So we're forced to go to the commercial market. Um but in the same sense I hope that it will bring a broader awareness of the cultural art. So that's something that I think that my work does. It 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 crosses uh crosses over into these different uh, I don't know perspectives, you know, from a fine art world to the native art collector and then people come to it from both sides. So I have a pretty broad audience in that regard.
0: Yes. Well, a lot of uh, people that collect fine art collect your,
1: your sculpture. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> because it is fine art. But we are already running out of time. Thank you so much, Preston, for coming in to talk with us.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Great. And uh, please give us your website so people can see more of your sculpture.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, it's uh, PrestonSingletary.com. Uh, that's the website www. dot oh, so pretty... com. Okay, and then the music would, if you wanted to t- explore that, is k h u e e x. dot com. Kuik means uh, potlatch in the Clinket language.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And I encourage all of you to see Raven and the Box of Daylight, Preston's stunning new exhibit at the Museum of Glass in Tacoma. I suggest you go in the middle of the day, though, if you're going from Seattle or on the weekend. And for more information, just go to museumofglass.org. Great. Uh, be sure to get there. It is a wonderful exhibit. And, of course, it's uh, you know you get to see it at those other museums later if you want. <laughs> and be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. for R.B. Northwest. I'm Pat Polly signing off on Alternative Talk, 1150. Have a great, creative week.